0: Summer's officially over. Halloween's come and gone, and Thanksgiving is lurking just around the corner. So I thought, as the holidays draw near, why not hold true to what this podcast did last year, and bring you a case centered squarely upon what the coming holidays are best known for. Family. Family. This podcast bringing to bring you your dose of murder relaxation, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. some music over here oh, no we are comfy and cozy today
1: yeah i'll bundle up and it's been a minute so so long it's been a few few hundred thousand million minutes one guys. million
0: four hundred thousand something mm, minutes. <laughs>
1: leave it to riley to break into broadway
0: well what can i say it is <laughs> what i do anyway <laughs> hello everyone welcome to another episode of the true crime banter podcast and uh the f- season 1 finale. Yeah, of-
1: welcome back everyone. Yeah,
0: it's been Feels good to be
1: here. Feels just good over a to year. be surrounded by all your earballs and everything. Ooh,
0: yeah, your ear I know muffins. you're
1: listening. I know it. <laughs> Hello. And
0: <laughs> yeah, you know it because we've uh we've been getting a lot of messages asking where the fuck's the episode it's at? so
1: cute, but everyone is so nice. True. I'm not going to say we have like hundreds of people reaching out, but the fact oh, that, that we have like 10 people, people which is so good for us, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a very good amount of people. Like yeah. I don't even have this many family members checking in on me, so. And I won't lie, really there nice. is
0: hundreds of people though that are like catching on to the podcast and yeah it now so i'd say every a... day
1: there's some kind of message or comment like hey i just found you guys and mm-hmm. i really love it and it sucks that we like left off a while ago because we haven't given yeah. like all these new people anything new to listen to well they but got time to catch up yeah 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 but here we are if they're anything like us they're probably like binging it and like waiting for more yeah, they like probably already with caught everything, everything else yeah
0: so yeah welcome everybody all the new listeners and specifically the old listeners i know that you yeah you got for our bit of banter well not for the bit of banter that's let's do some shout outs first
1: you want to do that yeah you got some shout outs right yes i have a few they're kind of longer ones but i love that um, someone by the name of brutal underscore bizarre underscore boozy, which I definitely thought it was booty before. Oh. And I loved it. Cause bizarre booty sounds like someone I'd like to be friends with, but Boozy's still good too. That's also a friend of
0: mine. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we're <laughs> hanging out with boozy right yeah.
1: now. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Hello. Okay.
0: Well, I just meant alcohol, but you know. Yeah.
1: It's me. Hi, okay. It's well. me. I'm the problem. It's me. Okay. <laughs> brutal underscore. What is it? Brutal underscore bizarre underscore okay. boozy. Okay. Right. And what's um, this
0: person got to say?
1: Yeah, they private messaged us saying, really enjoying your podcast, great dynamic and interesting stories. Followed your pod and gave a five-star rating. Have a great oh, day. Oh, hell yes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I'm telling you guys, listen, I am, <laughs> we've been so busy you could probably tell because yeah. it's been so long since we uploaded an yeah. episode, but i'm i'm the one who does like the making sure it's on as many platforms as we can get it on and i forget sometimes that some of these platforms like google uh google play or what is it google podcasts uh apple podcast spotify Spotify, yeah they have have ratings reviews right and i always forget to check to see if we've got new ones so i'm very like i would say periodically once every couple weeks i'll remember to have
1: you checked for this one
0: i haven't so okay maybe we'll do it next yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: we'll we'll check those next time. And we'll we'll or, shout you guys out
1: if we find anything at some point. We could throw it in on the end of those too. But Ooh, whatever, hell. whatever. So yeah, thank you, brutal, bizarre, boozy. Yeah, I'm glad thank you're enjoying you. the content. That was super nice. And then I remember this one was from like October 21st, not too long ago, but someone named um, S underscore Rayburn, A.K.A. Sydney. She said, first, love the podcast. Oh yeah. I recently started listening and have been pretty much nonstop. So good. Second, Christian, your relationship with your dad sounds so much like the relationship with my dad. Aww. Anytime you talk about your dad, I'm like, Yep, same. <laughs> LOL. You guys are great. I'm looking forward to more episodes. You're so cute. Yeah, her and I I think talked for a little bit about like having like cool dads and yeah, like funny just- shit, but yeah. Um, shout out, Tom.
0: Tom, my boy.
1: And then one of our OG followers, Birdie underscore Hunter underscore Hawaii, said, oh, yeah. like very recently, like a couple days ago, said, I know you guys have a life and plenty of things going on, but we sure do need our TCB fix. <laughs> love here the we are. The, We're here. Love the way you two tell stories. Keep them coming. Thank you. Yes. And then our last one is... BGP, aka Brooke Hannah or Hanna, some people say it either way. Okay. Um, the message says, I think it was yesterday. She said, I just found you guys, and I love the pod. As you are discussing having your husband sleep near the door in the Catherine Knight episode, so Catherine Knight was a while ago, oh, Yeah, um, what happens when there's a huge window next to the busy street or door on the other side, question mark? I currently sleep in the middle with our dogs on one side and my boyfriend on the other side because like Riley, he couldn't care less about when he goes <laughs> to bed or what's done for safety. Well, and well. <laughs> while I'm listening right now, you mentioned hitting 1,000 followers, but now... You're over 3,000, so oh, all shit. caps, congrats.
0: Oh, shit. Wait, what's
1: her name again? Uh, BGP, Brooke, Yeah, BGP, Hannah, but Hanna. Brooke, Hannah, or okay. Hannah, yeah. All right,
0: well, thank you. Um.
1: Also, I'd really like to shout out the fact that she knows how to use couldn't care less instead of could care less, because so many people say that it drives yeah, me nuts. Yeah,
0: well, I could care less about that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I could care
1: less about you, so fuck you. I'm well, just I kidding. Anyway, anyway.
0: How do, how, what, what's your, what would you be your, um, answer to that question? There was a question? If there is a giant window next to, like, say if we had a ground, a ground level room or something. That's
1: actually a really good question. I think what I would probably do is have as much security on the window as possible. Obviously they have like those little stick things you can put in, those, those little window alarms that when it slides open, it makes like a sound. There's only so much you can do for windows, unfortunately. Yeah, you
0: would probably still be towards the window side. I I would probably
1: yeah, because then if somebody breaks in on the door side, I can hop out the window.
0: True. And the good
1: news is, is that the alarm will go off when I open it, so it will alert someone. Will hear it. Yeah, I'll be half asleep. Maybe (laughs) it might wake you up. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, and
0: also I think because like it would be, I feel like it's a lot more difficult to break into a window and then climb in without being
1: without being heard. Yeah, and if I'm right there,
0: opening a door and walking through. So yeah. And, yeah, and we definitely can't trust our dog to protect you on the yeah, other side. Yeah, that guy. So he's Just kidding, half asleep you. right now, and he doesn't yeah, give a shit. no. Um, was that it?
1: Was that it for the show? Yeah, that was it for now. Nice. I mean, there's oh. some, like, random little comments on yeah, our yeah. last... Um
0: yeah, I know you wanted so to shout spe- out those people specifically because I'll
1: put the other comments on the next one. Yeah, I'd really like to get into this one. But yeah. yeah,
0: and welcome, welcome the new listeners. I'm glad you guys yeah. are enjoying. It. And Hi guys. shout out to the old listeners because I know you've been yeah. patiently waiting for us. To
1: also, return. too, I think I forgot to sign on these Instagram messages that it's you, it's me, but I hope that you can assume it's me because i'm using words well, I'm like hey bad. girlfriend and well, shit like that i do that sometimes heart eyes and kissy I text faces my boys. And- <laughs> okay. anyway. my boys anyway yeah if you've been talking to someone it's me hi hello Okay.
0: uh banter oh yes it's a third of our, our our podcast
1: i know um <laughs> <laughs> um the banter is not really anything too like back and forth except that recommendations because i've been watching a lot of everything lately
0: yeah there's been a lot of good um,
1: yeah Netflix Shows, is movies. really They're popping off right if now. you guys don't know about Hope this so. much we're paying I mean them. alongside like unsolved mysteries which came out with a bunch of new ones I can't be the only one who was like waiting for that there's yeah. some really good ones on there there is an episode on there about parts of a torso being found in a sleeping bag and my dumb ass was watching these episodes forgetting that it's unsolved A.K.A. Unsolved Mysteries. (laughs) And at the end I was waiting for something and disappointed every time. Um, But I was going to say to keep an eye out, I believe it's November 19th is when this is coming out. And it is the Texas Killing Fields Documentary. If you guys don't know anything about this, I don't know too much about it, but I know that True Crime Garage shout out another great podcast that I'm obsessed with. Um, They did like a four part series or something about it because it's a lot of interesting things, extensive. And if you guys don't already know this case, it's a little bit complicated because it involves multiple victims, like so many over a long period of time, so it gets a little bit messy. Um, But as summed up by RadioTimes.com, it says, The case of the Texas killing fields dives deep into the discovery on a 25-acre area in Texas that has earned its dark nickname after a series of young women were discovered dead there. In the 1980s, three girls seemingly with no connection mysteriously vanished without a trace, only to be found on Calder Road, a desolate patch of land isolated by a few oil rigs a fourth victim was discovered later in 1991 decades later that murder remains unsolved too one of the girls grieving fathers refuses to give up and now this docuseries how many years later five decades to uncover a pattern of eerie connections and missed opportunities Ooh. yeah so it's going to be three episodes but i believe they're going to be about an hour long each and it okay. kind of follows yeah, yeah. this but that's something to look forward to um I believe it's November nineteenth. So there's that. Exciting. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. And then the other one um, that I've been watching or that I finished is The Inside Man. Yeah, that on one. Netflix. <laughs> This one was, was so stressful. I already told
0: on my, my yeah. guys at work to watch it.
1: And I didn't think my mom was going to watch it because she doesn't really like take like recommendations that serious because she's into more like cooking shows and whatever. <laughs> but I was like, listen, anything with Stanley Tucci, you have to get on this yep. train right now. And he's amazing. And of course, I can't remember the guy's name, but he played.
0: Yeah, he's in Broadchurch. He did. He's, uh, in,
1: he's an English actor. Like, he's just so good. And of course, I'm spacing on his name. Um, but he's so amazing and it's so suspenseful and it's done so well. It's a mix of like UK and American and I don't want to give too much away, but if you guys love being stressed out and like pacing around your living room, just not knowing what's going to happen next, it's so good.
0: Yeah. It's, Oh, uh, David Tennant, by the way, David Tennant. Yes. And he
1: played, um, why am I spacing his name?
0: Uh, Nielsen. oh, Dan- Dennis, Dennis Nielsen, Nielsen yes, yeah, yeah. which
1: is a case that we covered. I Longer covered ago. a was <laughs> that my was long time ago. Oh my I goodness, did. that was a
0: two hour. This
1: is back podcast. when I was a baby podcaster. <laughs> now I'm so seasoned, You're but back in the day, like five hours long. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that was a very good scene. Yeah. definitely, um, worth yeah. the time.
1: And one more thing, um. I think this is coming out in like a week or two. That I was just telling you about this, but there's another documentary coming out. This is a unsolved murder kind of thing. Um, Vanessa Gian is oh, okay. I think that's her name. Yeah, that's Guillen. Very. She familiar. was a very, very, very young military recruit. I think she was in the army at Fort Hood in Texas, and she was found dead after reporting sexual harassment by a superior and telling her family about it mm-hmm. and not getting anything done about it and there is a in the military so many things that go unresolved unnoticed nobody fucking yep. gives a shit especially when it comes to females and especially when it comes to females of color in the military
0: yeah i want um, to say true crime garage actually covered this case or something similar because maybe
1: it happened in 2020 mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. and it just now is like finally picking up so she was discovered dead or like 10 weeks she was discovered in a river yeah. after she was reported missing and when her family called to see where she was nobody apparently knew where she was even though there's cameras all over the base no one but wanted Fort, to look Hood, into it. Fort Hood is notorious for people tons and tons of people going missing and being found murdered under the weirdest circumstances and it all just being written off. Yeah. So finally this story covers her mom and her sister basically raising hell and it going all the way to the oval office and protests all around the country following her case. Good. And their whole message is this could be anyone's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so not just because it's Yeah, and she was family. so young, so Yeah. 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 So that's, so that's something to soon. look forward to. So yeah. Cool. Yeah guys, also too if you guys know of anything if anything that i didn't mention or if you're excited about it too yeah or, let us know yeah or also if you have anything that you're like oh my god you have to watch this like if you live inside man then you're gonna like this blah 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 like yeah. please let me know
0: yeah because we've got a lot of a lot of shows we watched i mean back before we ever did the podcast yeah safe you know that was a great, oh yeah that was mean, like really Har- good harley one. coben harlan or Cohen? coben he did yeah, yeah like he's
1: a great author yeah
0: so yeah if you do have any recommendations uh feel free shoot us a message or leave it in a review or something yeah. i don't know Something like that. Anyways, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Shout out to everybody and uh, hope you enjoyed the banter. Yeah. I know everybody loves the banter. (laughs) (laughs) The banter. And uh, yeah, how about we just get right into the case. Okay. Christmas Eve, 2007, Carnation, Washington. This case centers around eight members of the Anderson family 60 year old Wayne Anderson and his wife, 61 year old Judy Anderson. They are in preparations for what was supposed to be another festive holiday with their children and grandchildren. What they didn't know, though, is that only three members of their family would survive to see that joyful day, in what can only be described as the most disturbing nightmare before Christmas. Judy and Wayne first married back in September of 1972 in Ventura, California. Three years later, they gave birth to their second oldest of three children, Scott Anderson. So Scott has an older sister, and they, they had an, a daughter before Scott. Uh, her name's Mary, but it was really difficult for me to figure out much about Mary. There's not a lot in the reports about her. There was um, just something about her, though. There's something about Mary, yeah. But she uh, she was uh, uh, much older, I would say because at the time of this incident her oldest son was 23 years old and to put it in perspective scott at the time of this incident incident was 32 years old i believe okay. so she's you know yeah. decently older than uh scott three years after scott is born the couple then welcomed their third and final child into the family michelle anderson and it was at this time Judy and Wayne had felt that their family was finally complete. Just two years later, after Michelle's birth, Wayne was offered a job at the small little aircraft company in the Pacific Northwest. You may have heard of them Boeing. Just, I don't, I'm not sure if you have, but. And after accepting the offer, the entire family packed up and headed north. Life for the Andersons was very much joyful, simple living. Judy got a job at the post office, while Wayne worked his way up the Boeing ladder, eventually becoming what they call a tool engineer. And by the mid-2000s, Wayne and Judy owned a 10-acre plot of land in the city of Carnation, which Carnation is only like a half-hour drive from where we're
1: at. Yeah, I've actually been there a few times. It's really like the smallest little place ever. Yeah. But when I was a preschool teacher, they have a Remlinger really... Farms? Really cute, yeah. yeah. Little like... Uh,
0: Carnival like type thing. Like berry
1: picking kind of pumpkin patchy, which is... I don't know about other states. I don't know what your guys' thing is like, but like the state of Washington is pretty much always in a state of fall. Mm-hmm. It's always rainy. It's always cloudy. It's like, you know, except for our like two weeks of summer here. And so we really have so many pumpkin patches and apple cider and like that's huge. Yeah. And they have Carnation has a huge like it, they have like, it's like the main small attraction roller there. coasters and petting yeah. farms. So when I was a preschool teacher, we took our kids there and they fucking freaked out. It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, one of the uh common things that you'll hear about Carnation if you've ever listened to other I guess podcasts or um like YouTube channels cover this. Is that Carnation, though it's considered a city, is much more of a small rural little town.
1: Yeah, it's definitely so, more of a town.
0: Yeah, the, the total area of land and water combined yeah. is just over a square mile.
1: Yeah, so, like me and my dad went on a bike ride and we were like at a town near Carnation And I didn't know we were going to go through it. And I was like, wait. And it dawned on me that I had gone to this area with the preschoolers. This was years later. And he goes, yeah, we already went through it. I'm like, wait, we biked through it? And he's like, yeah, that was like a while ago. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I didn't even know we went through it. That's how small it was on a bike. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, the the total population is less than 2,500 people. So I
1: would. Yeah, I would feel like it felt like less than 25 people. people, But Yeah. yeah, close enough.
0: Yeah, so even though I'm calling it a city, um, like I said, much more like a small town with one main street for all this, the shops, okay. and what, you know, whatever you yeah. need. Uh, one, actually, the Carnation website described them as your natural destination. Yeah. Because it's more for like hiking and camping Yeah, it's versus, pretty cute out there. Yeah, typical. Pacific
1: Northwest. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Mm-mm, PNW.
0: Ooh, so throughout their, anyway, <laughs> throughout their 27 years of living up here, The Anderson family began to grow, not just by age, though, but in numbers as well. Their two oldest children both ended up starting families of their own. Scott married his wife, Erica, who then gave birth to their daughter, Olivia, and then just a couple years later, their son, Nathan. Mary had children of her own as well, and her son, Ben, who I mentioned earlier was 23 at the time of this incident. Um, she had him, obviously, and then she also had two stepchildren from her marriage. Okay. De Andersons' youngest daughter, Michelle, she also had a romance of her own, and she at the time was dating 29-year-old Joseph McEnroe, and the two of them actually lived in a trailer on the family's plot of land, so very much, um, I guess, family-oriented. Yeah, they're
1: all right there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So here we are, the holiday is upon the Anderson household, and this is where the real challenge comes in. Trying to find a good day and time to get the entire family together.
1: Ah, uh, yes, we know this challenge. We were challenge. just talking about this earlier. <laughs> and you have 9,000 family members. And
0: which day are you guys doing this? Okay, we're going to do this at it's Her Family It's not a problem on my it's...
1: side. We have two people, yeah. and no one gives a shit about it. You have 3,000 <laughs> people on your side. Yeah,
0: and trying to get everybody... <laughs> In town at the right time, it's yeah. quite the challenge. I'm like,
1: let's just all meet in a field and bring biscuits. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Deal done. Uh, so, I mean, despite the the I guess trouble it could it, it includes I guess when trying to plan holiday right. get together,
1: it, it can be stressful.
0: Yeah, um, they they got it figured out, and it was this fateful Christmas Eve of 2007 that the family would feast together. Okay, but as the saying goes. Even the best laid plans go awry. Mary, Judy and Wayne's oldest daughter, calls them up and and tells her parents that she's feeling kind of sick and that, sadly, she won't be able to make it to dinner, which, understandable. I mean, you're sick, you're sick.
1: Yeah, you don't want to get, like, ten people sick by going to a big dinner. Especially nowadays,
0: right? Yeah. So Wayne and Judy, they make no fuss of it and continue their preparations for the joyous night that is to be. Wayne's kind of off doing his own thing while Judy is still rushing to finish wrapping the gifts that she had gotten her grandchildren that year, and that's when the spirit of the holiday shifts from jolly to terror. Two individuals barge into the Anderson home. Without warning, one pulls out a gun, points it at Wayne's head, and pulls the trigger. However, the gun jams. Oh, shit. To which when is when, sorry, the second individual pulls out a gun themselves and does what the first person failed to do. One shot into Wayne and a second one into Judy. And in just minutes, what was supposed to be a night that was merry and bright instantly turned to crimson with sin. If that wasn't terrifying enough... Things take a turn for the worst, as not long after Judy and Wayne were murdered in the comfort of their own home, a car pulls up. In that car is their only son, Scott, Scott's wife Erica, and the Anderson's grandchildren, five-year-old Olivia and three-year-old Nathan. The family of four walk into the House of Terror, and at the sight of the two gunmen, Scott immediately jumped into action. He lunged forward at the nearest one, trying to fight the gun away from them. It wasn't enough, though, as the figure fired multiple bullets into him before he could effectively do anything. The two gunmen then turned towards Erica, and Erica, in a fight for not just her life, but her two children's lives as well, begged the two gunmen to spare her and if not her, spare the children. Two gunshots ring out, one from each gunman, as Erica then falls to the floor. Inches away from death, she reaches for the cordless phone in the kitchen and somehow manages to dial 911. The phone rings, the 911 operator picks up, and then silence. One of the gunmen rips the phone away from Erica. Tears the batteries out of the back of it immediately. And finishes the job firing one final bullet. And if things weren't bad enough already, here's where the story gets truly gut-wrenching. The same gunman that fired that final bullet into Erica slowly walks over to the children. Five-year-old Olivia and three-year-old Nathan. One shot to each as the message was clear. No one gets out alive. Now you might be wondering how we know so much about this disgusting act of violence towards an entire family. Especially if the two gunmen made sure that nobody was gonna make it out alive. Well, you remember that nine one one phone call that Erica made in that last ditch effort? Yeah, I was
1: wondering about that.
0: Yeah, well it went through. And Hell yeah. I said the cordless phone in the kitchen. Now, a lot of people nowadays, like, we don't have a home phone. Right. Um, A lot of people, I think, you know, cut cut costs, cut the cord, you know, and most people just have cell phones, which cell phones are great because you can take them everywhere and it's one number for you. Right. But typically that means you have to, like, triangulate to figure out where people are located.
1: Right. Versus.
0: Versus home Mm -hmm. phones where if it's this one number, it's only coming from this one location.
1: There's no question where it's coming from.
0: Yeah. And so... That's the beauty of what Erica was able to do, is that the call went through, and not only did it go through, the police were able to track the exact location of the phone number, and officers were sent directly to the Anderson household. Now here's, (laughs) I want to take a second here, because even in this instance back in 2007, okay, there's a lot of issues in the world nowadays about police officers and, um, what they can or can't or shouldn't do right. and what, you know, how much respect they deserve or don't reserve, right. deserve. And, you know, I'm, I'm on the, the side of, I understand that being a police officer is a very stressful job.
1: Yeah. And complex. Um, yeah. There's not, so many gray areas. And not
0: just for the people involved, but I mean, the family members of these people that, right. that worked, you know, you, People are saying, bye, I love you to people. They don't know if they're going to come home that day. Right. So I understand, like you said, the complexity of dealing with situations, trying to decide what the best right p- plan of action is. Yep. Well, sometimes there's, I mean, we all know there's bad cops, there's good cops, there's dumb cops as well. Yeah. And in this situation, these oh, cops, boy. they drive... Directly to the Anderson household, they get to the end of the Anderson, that the house's driveway, and there's a gate there, and the gate is locked. Which, spoiler alert, um, one of the gunmen actually admits that they purposely went out and locked the gate, knowing that Erica had tried to dial nine one one. Um, they were hoping that it would either like slow down or d- deter the police from catching up to them. And holy shit, it worked. Because, and they just turned around? Yep. Love sure that. enough. They well, it's Christmas up.
1: Eve, right? So why would they? Yeah. Fuck it. We yeah. tried.
0: You know, we tried. We went there. Gate was locked. Darn.
1: I mean, spoiler alert really quick. I, I know this case. I yeah. This is one of the more infamous ones around this area, but I don't remember a ton of the details. And that's one that I don't remember. And now I'm just mm-hmm. rebaffled all over again. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, wow. will,
0: I will say-
1: I'm embarrassed for uh, them. Thank
0: goodness and not really a spoiler alert, but it this incompetence didn't cost um at least yeah, any didn't more lives didn't cost or anything. any extra yeah. lives and didn't Cuz sadly um, what was yeah. done was done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I <laughs> they decided, I know. you know what? Tough shit. We we did our best and
1: in that's some all we cases, can do. in some cases, uh hours even sometimes minutes can be a huge a difference. difference and I mean in this case it's just yeah I mean
0: you you can wonder putting if putting you
1: behind in finding the bodies but as far as evidence goes and things like that I mean yeah. I don't want to say too much I want you to keep going yeah, but yeah yeah so sometimes things are not too far away
0: well yeah the the fact that uh, I'll just I'll get back to the story. This is where <laughs> yeah, yeah. that night of December twenty fourth, two thousand seven,
1: ends. Oh God. Okay.
0: Wayne, Judy, Scott, Erica, Olivia, and Nathan, all shot dead. So six people, right? Six. six. Yeah. Okay. And for days, their bodies lay there until a coworker of Judy, at the post office, was wondering why Judy didn't show up to work. And I always wonder how how long would it take like for one of our coworkers, you know?
1: Sometimes I think about that, especially because sometimes coworkers don't report. You have some people that know their coworkers so well because they're best friends or mm-hmm. whatever it is, or they're really anal about stuff. Like I'm always insanely early. Yeah. So if I was ever on time or late, I would hope someone would be like, "Is she well, good? Is she all right? Yeah, and yeah, is yeah. She
0: oversleep? Do right. I need to call her just to make sure yeah, everything's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Um. But, and it's sometimes you hear people that don't report people for days or they do and no one cares. They're like, OK, well, they called out sick and the police are like, why would we make a big deal out of this? People yeah. call out all the time or whatever. But yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Like if you don't show up and you don't even call or anything, that's the thing that is, to me I, is huge.
0: Uh, I I guess like as you know, uh, I always give a one hour window. Right. If, if I don't hear from somebody who's late within an the first hour—that's when I call them, and I'll call them pretty much every hour on the hour. And usually, I mean, I don't think that's ever happened in a situation where I've had to keep I calling was someone. Say, have you, you know? had to do that? No, but I've always—that's I, yeah. you know, I've had to wait an hour and I've called someone and they For said, "Oh yeah, I, don't I slept in."
1: Riley's in charge of people; he's okay, a well, little <laughs> higher up, so he he's had to like think about. You've had to think about yeah, this stuff. No, before. exactly. I haven't. That's kind yeah.
0: of. My, I'll give someone an, an hour from an employer
1: standpoint. Like, Correct. yeah
0: yeah and so yeah i've never had to call multiple times usually the first time i call they they're already on their way or they're like oh fuck i just woke up you know i'm right right okay i'll be there and uh yeah but i've never come into a situation where no one's answered so i feel like after like the third call i'd be like maybe we should like do a a wellness check yeah something."
1: something or call their emergency contact info whatever yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> this always happens. Go ahead.
0: It, so, so Judy's coworker, she decides, you know, instead of me just calling the police to be like, oh, she's, you know, didn't come into work today. She decided that on her way home, she would swing by their house. Okay, that works it, too. Which, yeah, if you know where they lived and she's a lady free, of action, you know? I love it. So she pulls up to the house, knocks on the door, and no answer. So she knocks again and still no answer. So then her coworker steps off the porch, and I think as most people would try to do and try to peek through the window, you know, figure out, hey, is anyone even I wonder if she tried home? the handle. Oh, if I it wonder, was unlocked.
1: If she's peeking through windows, I would hope she would have tried the handle.
0: Maybe, but I would peek through the window first, and then if I don't see anyone in there, like... Then maybe try to hand. I guess. I wouldn't want to walk in if people are like, No, but you know
1: I think like, okay, as a house cleaner, like you like <laughs> you crack the door and like kind of Hello. yell in. You don't walk yep. in, you crack yep. and like yell. And mm. then house, like if someone's housekeeping. like yeah, housekeeping, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if someone's like, I'm naked, you're like, cool, I'm oh, coming shit. in anyway. <laughs> you're I'm like, all right, right yeah. here I am.
0: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so well, sadly, I guess, uh when she peeked through the window. She didn't see anybody naked in, in the household.
1: Oh, she my God. She could see them from the window? saw
0: two lifeless bodies oh on the my ground. God. Initially thought to be Judy and Wayne. So she immediately calls 911. Right. And lo and behold, they make it to the house all the way down the driveway. Weird. Weird. The Wait. gate was open enough.
1: If the gate was... How did Judy get through then? So... If the gate was locked.
0: Obviously, the people who locked it to prevent the police yeah. from coming in. Unlocked it to leave. Oh. Yeah. It, okay. It'll, it'll make really, okay, sense okay, here okay, okay. shortly, but okay. they, they, the gate was unlocked by the time Judy's gotcha. Okay, to okay. check okay. on her, so. Okay. Yeah. And so, 911, like I said, they finally get to the house, all the way to the house this time, and the investigation then begins. And detectives scour the crime scene. The four bodies of Scott and Erica's family found hmm. inside. Oh while the bodies of Wayne and Judy were seemingly ditched outside of the home.
1: Oh, so like dragged yeah. out there? Yep. Ugh.
0: During their time of combing over the rest of the household, Michelle Anderson, the youngest of the children, uh, she pulls up with her boyfriend Joseph, and through standard procedure, the two of them were brought in for questioning. Yeah. Where were you You know, when this happened? Why didn't you plan up? Or, or not plan up, show up for the planned dinner that night. Right. Um, and also, what do you know about your older sister, Mary, and why she also didn't show up to the dinner that night either? And after all was said and done, Michelle being questioned in one room while Joseph was inter interrogated in a separate one, the both of them admitted guilt to all six murders that occurred that night. Okay. Yep, they just said, you got us, you got us, yeah, that's, (laughs) I was, I don't remember this part of it at all. That's the thing, so I, I don't really either, right, and I'm researching this, and I'm like, there's no way that they, they brought them in for questioning, and they were just, they just folded.
1: Do you know how old they were, does it say?
0: 29 years old.
1: Oh, oh, that's right. For a second, I was going to say, if they were younger, like, they probably were easily susceptible to, like, cracking. Right. Pretty easy.
0: But these were also the one the, the family so, members living in a trailer on their right. the parents' household. So, so they so
1: when they came through the gate and the police were already there. Yep. They were just like, know. Oh, we just came home. What's happening e- exactly. here? Exactly. Yeah. It's
0: almost like they wanted to like play play stupid. Right. Like I didn't re- which doesn't
1: help. I wonder where they were the whole time then or what they're gonna say about where they have been Right,
0: what's the what's the plan? Yeah. If they if well, they also she, us. where
1: have you been hiding out then? Where have you been? This whole time, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You live on the property, right? So, yeah, uh, hmm. they well, that just that was
1: easy, I guess. Okay,
0: I, I, that was the thing that jumped out to me. I was like, no, there's no.
1: That's good news no for way. these lazy cops, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> should like, should we well, do? We got them this yeah. time <laughs> Look at through all our hard, through hard police hard work. detective work. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So on Christmas Eve of two thousand seven. Michelle Anderson and Joseph Macroe shot and killed her father, 60 year old Wayne Anderson, and the same thing for 61-year-old Judy Anderson, her mother.
1: Damn.
0: Knowing that there was going to be more guests to arrive. That's when they moved the bodies outside.
1: They oh. didn't want Scott
0: and Erica to walk in and and think What's I was wondering going on? about
1: that. Yeah. So
0: so the the way that it, I've seen it explained is that when they first went over to that, the household, someone, I want to say, Joseph was trying to distract Judy while Michelle went over to shoot her dad. That's when the gun jammed, so Joseph had to take his gun over and shoot his dad and then obviously immediately shoot the mom because don't call 911. Right. After taking the bodies outside, that's when her brother and sister-in-law, Scott and Erica, showed up. Scott was shot multiple times, and then Erica. And as I said before, before her death, she pleaded with her sister-in-law to leave the children alone. And sadly, it wasn't enough, as Michelle ordered Joseph to... Shoot the two children, her own niece and nephew. Dude, I just to what she did, and she describes the reason for that is because they're already too traumatized to have seen her, their parents murder like this. That there's no reason for them to continue living. Oh my god! Which,
1: yeah, I don't think you get to choose that. Yeah. But also, like, there's also the argument too. The like, well, why didn't you just wear a mask or something? Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, I know the people that you were, you were there to kill people. They weren't going to live. I know they can't identify you once they're dead. I understand that doesn't matter if you're masked or not, but I don't get why it wouldn't hurt to wear a mask. You just yeah, never well, know if they're survivors or like when it comes to the kids, you can almost guarantee like the they kids, would recognize yeah, so you a little bit. You could kill the grownups. And then like this sounds so bad, like if you really wanted to do some damage, the kids have done nothing to you. Uh-huh. Kill the grownups. If you really hate them that much. No, I unfortunately no one can fucking stop you. You already had this in your mind. But why the kids? You yeah. could have just left and fled and somewhere. And that's where like,
0: I say, it. you know, cl- the clear message was that nobody makes it out alive. Yeah,
1: and they would have never known it was you guys. Mm-hmm. Sure, they would have been fucked up, but therapy, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Just sad, I
0: mean, not I wearing the masks.
1: Clearly, um, you're already mentally unstable killing people, so sometimes you can't argue, like, yeah, to they, save the kids. Because some people, they're not mentally well enough to even think that. No, yeah, no, and that yeah. was,
0: um, you know, some of Which the arguments sad, of obviously. their defense is yeah. that they were unstable yeah didn't work spoiler oh God. Alert. yeah so and they shoot the niece and nephew mm-hmm. and all of this is because Michelle felt like her brother Scott had owed her some money and that the parents were taking his side over mm-hmm. the dispute so interesting enough uh, members of the jury for this trial they weren't selected until December of two thousand and fourteen, which is like seven, seven years, years later? later. Yeah.
1: What? Yep. What was yeah. the reason for this delay? I could
0: not figure it out. I'd be I was pissed. Looking, yeah, I could not figure it out, and the family members, the the mom of Erica, the uh, the. You oh, know what, though? Yeah.
1: Do you think it had anything to do with them probably pleading insanity, and them like? taking years like if you think about it to show one, that they're, yeah one yeah. person already pleading i'm crazy or there's ways to delay court cases
0: i think there's, it did because one of the things that joseph tried to do in this case is say that michelle bullied and manipulated yeah, him into right. committing this crime
1: and does he have a stutter or lisp or something does he have a speech impediment? Little, yeah yeah i yeah, remember this yep. so you can argue um if i remember correctly his background is his mother had some issues and his not his dad but his mom was a single mom but had multiple men coming in and out for years and they were some of them were very abusive his mom had a lot of traffic coming in and out of the house some of it was like very sexual happened right in front of him she was demeaning to him he had a brother she was so mean to him too they were just abused and that was part of his defense but this didn't come out until later so, a lot of people are like, yeah, your lawyer's telling you to plead this. Like, right. Otherwise, okay. why didn't you say this to begin yeah, with? And,
0: I mean, also, you would want, strangely enough, a situ- a case like this. I mean, it was Christmas Day around here. I even kind of remember when all this happened.
1: Oh, I don't remember anything. Really? I,
0: yeah. I remember, I mean, there's certain certain like, events. You would have been a sophomore? Uh, yeah.
1: I would have been a In freshman,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it was all over the news. I don't
1: remember any of this. Really? Yeah.
0: But it was all over the news. And so if you're, you know, selecting jury members, you don't want them to be swayed by what they're seeing on the news. Yeah. You know, and so maybe a f- obviously seven years is kind of a long time. But well, it's too like for distance, a gag order
1: at that point. Everybody knows everything. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: But distance from the time of the, the, the incident versus the trial will allow True. some... Uh,
1: Trying to find an unbiased jury. Exactly. Right. And then also you might relocate. I don't know if you did any mm-hmm. research on like where this was held in what court. And they it was might in, move still them. in King County. Okay. So it
0: wasn't out of. It could have been too far
1: further out. in yeah. King County somewhere to kind of help the fairness of it. I guess. But also, too, I think anything naturally becomes more convoluted when you have multiple killers. hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's that many victims.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean. So, I guess back to the case, a month after the jury trial was selected. So, it would be January. No, no, no. I'm getting my my dates mixed up. January of 2014. So, um, I guess 11 months before they were selected. Okay. Joseph actually admitted guilt to it, hoping that going into the trial, it would save him from getting the death sentence. Okay. Which that wasn't what saved him. It was because there was, was like, a memorandum on the death sentence in Washington. And so, um, but he did, before the trial even began, admit guilt to it all. Okay. So, it was in March of 2015, so I guess three months after the jury was selected, uh, that he was found guilty for six counts of aggravated first-degree murder. And then... Two months later, in May of 2015, he was sentenced to life in prison. But it wasn't a year, or until a year later, March of 2016, that Michelle Anderson was then found guilty of the exact same crimes.
1: What did she plead, though? Did, do you know what she pled? Guilty. Okay. Yeah. I'm checking.
0: Yeah, and then and the the jury found her guilty of okay. all six as well. So, uh, at the trial, Michelle's oldest sibling, Mary, who was sick that night and couldn't make it to the dinner. Uh, She took the time to say some words directly to Michelle, but she also took the time to talk to, I guess, news outlets that were kind of covering the story at the time. And uh, she believes, Mary believes, that she, if she had not felt ill that night, that she would have been one of the victims as well.
1: That stuff is so trippy to me. Yep. I can't imagine.
0: Yeah, and so... um,
1: When you miss death by just like some unforeseen, you hear about it too, like people filling in for coworkers and then it's robbed that night and then they die. And it's like, wow, I was supposed to be working that night. Like, I just can't imagine that. And it's some kind of weird guilt thing that you have nothing to do with. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That you can carry. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So Joseph, he's currently in Washington State Penitentiary while Michelle is in the Washington correction center for women
1: that is crazy for yeah. the rest of their lives right i mean yep does there any chance for parole or no. anything on no. both of them okay yeah. okay well then shit
0: yeah and Add a bank. <sighs> it's, it's a weird i i don't know if the fact that it takes place on christmas eve adds to it because right. i think if you kill your entire family yeah. No matter what.
1: But if you think about it, it's the perfect opportunity for everyone to be in the same place yeah. at once. Like, yeah, it I mean, really how, how can you plan it any yeah. better? Uh, yeah, that's that weird opportunity meets planning. It's, you can kind of claim yeah. both. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe there's a ton of audio of this.
0: Oh, yeah. The yeah. entire trial is on If you want to listen to him, YouTube. the way that he
1: talks, um, this case has been done by numerous people, um, and a lot of them will have audio of it and the way that he talks did you say joseph what joseph, his name? Yeah, joseph. McEnroe. McEnroe, yeah the way that he talks is very like quiet she's very meek he has a speech impediment it takes him a, a little while to spit things out yeah. um but he's very like calm and kind and i don't think he ever gets angry at one point
0: no it but i it mean we're, adds... we're talking there is like Five or six parts yeah. of the entire trial, you know, hours long. It
1: adds each. to the creepiness of this where someone's so calm and seemingly so nice and kind and like shy, yeah, which just shows you you never fucking know.
0: Yeah, no, I know. It makes you wonder too if if Michelle really was, yeah, you know, manipulating him,
1: but you definitely, but the get thing that. is though,
0: he so Michelle didn't have a job, yeah, but he did, he worked right. at Target, and yeah. so it, it he was capable of, I guess, supporting her, yeah, but at the same time, you know, it. Yeah. But there's I,
1: a lot of um too of people witnesses saying that they know that the couple fought all the time. Yeah. There was a lot of like issues that they dealt with finances, but Michelle didn't want to work, but he was supporting I mean, that's what
0: her. The whole, whole thing was about Yeah. And
1: money. they just keep fighting all the time and everyone's like, Yeah, they they, they didn't seem happy the windows on their trailer was always blacked out and they were very private they never talked to anybody in the neighborhood yeah they were I don't just know
0: the weird recluse I don't know if we have any listeners that uh live in a situation like that you know because yeah I don't I I'm not gonna always like judge people because you know you live in a trailer like that I no, mean that's not yeah. like trailer park living not no, no, that's no. not what I'm talking because they're
1: on property yeah, yeah yeah
0: I'm just saying it is every time I see that I'm like if I was to walk past it, I'm going to walk on the other side of the road past right. that trailer. Well, you just you never know. know. Yeah.
1: yeah. You just never know. Well, yeah. Damn. Well, yeah. once again, it feels weird saying thank you, but...
0: Well, you're welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of weird uh, going into these holidays because, you know, you always hear people say, like, wow, I can't wait to see my super racist Aunt Judy. Or, <laughs> you know, like you just yeah. never know going into this time of year, like what drama is going to start. You don't.
0: Or and, and, but that's the thing. resurface. You never think... No matter what the drama within your family, you never think I'm going to be going into a murder. No,
1: no, no, no. That's wild. Yeah. But you know what? This is a great opportunity to kind of put it out there that if anybody has any crazy holiday stories, oh my goodness, I would yes. fucking love to hear it. Yes. I love this shit. Like, Please oh message us about any yeah. like food fights you've had, any drama, <laughs> anybody like spilling secrets about like cheating uncles or something oh, or somebody drugging your mashed potatoes or anything. I yeah. would love to drugging hear about the this. mashed potatoes, huh? You never know. You yeah. never know. I guess not.
0: Yeah, and I thought, you know what, as we do go into Thanksgiving for all of our, I guess, American listeners coming up here in the next couple weeks, um, you know, last year I I covered Grant Amato, which was another family situation— and so, if you guys haven't listened to that, go back listen to that one.
1: This time last year, Riley was doing this by himself. Solo,
0: yeah. And Weird. here we are, It's season one finale. Finally, <laughs> a year later, and we're uh, we're going to be changing things up for season two. Yeah, you, we have some
1: new stuff we're going to try yeah, out and yep. do.
0: Yeah, I think nothing uh, too
1: crazy, but
0: but I, I I think if you're a YouTube listener, you're going to be able to enjoy. it If you're yeah. you know full time you know audio listener i think you'll yeah definitely enjoy it as well and uh right. yeah we're just gonna we're also gonna hop right into guys,
1: it guys like we are not sensitive Sallys. like feel free to be Tell like us to hurry hey the fuck up. i would love to hear more interviews done in yeah. your podcast if you want to hear more audio if you want us to find more videos on the instagram i don't know i don't know i can't think of yeah, like too no, much stuff I, but whatever you, i, w- feel I would like. say actually
0: what you should do is is let us know what your favorite part of certain podcasts are
1: yeah 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 know? right because i love that so and so does this in their podcast or yeah, whatever we yeah. don't need
0: you guys to tell us how to make a podcast because you guys just typically like to listen to the podcast yeah. so um if we figure out an easier way to know what you guys are like then right. we're gonna we're gonna that things that, that you'd for like you. to
1: see if you already like us you're like hey i love you guys but i'd love to see like more audio or yeah. whatever yeah more or I, more listen, personal stuff some I'm people not, love hearing about the people behind the mics they are like maybe we want to hear more stuff about the people
0: yeah yeah i mean and that's something you know you and i or if you want to do
1: yeah or if some people want to hear like funny little like small episodes in between that have nothing to do with murder if you want me to be
0: shirtless (laughs) or what's a mesh shirt or what's like that old 80s yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. fishnet <laughs> yes there you go that's why you, if i you want me to just yeah. wear a fishnet i can't be the only one
1: who wants to see that so yeah i don't
0: think you're you and Tito. the person who <laughs> wants to <laughs> see that bird, even <laughs> so so anyways i hope you guys yes. enjoyed it um this we is the season one finale sure. yeah. and we'll see you in a few months from
1: no here. no just see kidding soon just
0: kidding and yeah we'll see you guys soon for season two yeah um coming up yeah. shortly so yeah, yeah, hope yeah. you guys enjoyed it uh and yep this Happy has been another holidays. episode of the True Crime Banter Podcast. We will talk to you guys next time. Thanks guys. Adios. Bye.